Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, we've been talking about the Lord's Prayer. We've been, we've been listening in as Jesus taught his disciples to pray because they had watched him. They had watched him and they saw him pray and they knew it was different. Every rabbi taught their disciples how to pray. But Jesus' disciples, they knew it was different. And they said, would you teach us? Would you teach us how to pray like that? Because when he prayed, when he prayed, it was like a conversation with the Father. When he prayed, they could tell God was listening. When he prayed, things changed. Demons ran in horror. When he prayed, people were healed. People were delivered. People were set. And they said, will you teach us how to do that? Will you teach us how to pray? And we've been, we've been going all through it. Read this with me. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us. Not into temptation, but in the leading, deliver us from the evil one, right? For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, right? Jesus, teach us to pray. And after he had gone through and sort of nailed down some of the first matters, right? Some of the prerequisites. When you pray, let's just first agree on who it is we're praying to. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. You're God, I'm not, right? Let's just nail down who it is we're praying to, who it is we're trying to come into the presence of, a prayer of surrender that would say, your kingdom, Lord, not my kingdom, your kingdom come. Your will be done here and now in this place like it is in heaven. How is God's will done in heaven? It's done with urgency, right? How is God's will being done in heaven? It's done at the very sp spoken word of God and his angels carrying out his commands. Oh, that we would be the ones who would say, Lord, you just say the word. And the answer in my heart is already yes. My determination is to do exactly what it is you've called me to. The answer is yes. Just tell me the question, Lord. A prayer of surrender, a prayer of dependence that just says, God, I need you. I need you. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. Because if you don't, I'll go hungry. If you don't, I won't be fed. We live in a time, we live in a time when we can pull something out of our billfold if we need some daily bread. And if I don't have the cash, I can always get it on easy terms, right? I don't need God for a roof over my head. I don't need God for bread in my, in my cupboard. Until you wake up one day after years of living your life as if you didn't need God. And you realize just how bankrupt that existence can be. You realize just how empty it is when you craft a life, a house of cards, and the first domino falls and the rest of it comes down. And then you find yourself in that place of repentance. God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I've tried to build on my own. I'm sorry for the life that I've tried to build as if I didn't need you. I get it now. I didn't then, but I get it now. I need you. I need you, Jesus.
a prayer of dependence, a prayer of release that would say, forgive me, Lord, forgive me. Maybe for the times that I've been victimized, maybe for the times I've been the victimizer, but Lord, I see now I need you. And it's not about me letting somebody else off the hook. It's about me finding freedom once and for all. Lord, in Jesus' name, release. Release the chains. And just as Jason talked about last week, there's a dailiness to the prayer. There's a simplicity to the prayer. There's an earthiness to the prayer. And it goes with this next request that is, Lord, lead us. Lead us. I can't rely on my own compass anymore. I can't rely on my own, on my own sense of direction. Lord, lead us. We'll see in a minute, there's a place in God's word where it says, your word is like a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. It's not high beams, so I can see way off in the distance. It's just the next right step, Lord, in Jesus' name. I need that. Deliver us, deliver us from the evil one. It's crazy, really, because Jesus, Jesus just, he gave us something in this prayer. He said, he said, when you pray, pray like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth like it is in heaven. Give us what we desperately need today. Forgive us, Lord, so that we can be free of our past and set the others free who have hurt us and lead us, Lord, not into temptation. There's this place, there's this place where it says, it's in James, it's in James's letter. Let me find it for you. I've got it marked here in my Bible. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God can't be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone, but each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. And then after desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Lead us. Lead us. We need you so desperately. Here are a couple of things I just want to invite you to chew on for the next few minutes. And then when we come to the end of our time together, I'm going to invite you back to these questions. But here's one for you. Where are you finding yourself that you don't want to be? Where are you finding yourself today that you don't want to be? Now, now I know some of the people in this room are saying, you know what? I, I've known Jesus for a long, long time. But if you were honest with yourself and with the Lord, you would have to admit, I sometimes, actually I pretty frequently find myself in places that I want to be. The writer of Hebrews talked about it and he said, he said, the sin that so easily entangles us. And the word of the enemy to our hearts sometimes is, you better keep your head down. Because if you try to get too serious in all this Jesus stuff, I'm going to out you to these people. And all of a sudden, you're not going to be welcome in that church. If they knew the real you, if they knew the you that you were on Monday, they wouldn't welcome you in on Sunday. If they knew the you that you are on Saturday, they wouldn't welcome you in on Sunday. Precious ones, that's a lie. That's a lie. Where are you finding yourself that you don't want to be? What's driving you that you want to be free of? What's driving you that you want to be free of? Maybe it's expectations. Maybe it's shame. Maybe it's circumstances where you found yourself a victim. Maybe it's circumstances 
where honestly you look back on it and you're so ashamed because you were the victimizer? What is it that's driving you? What are you trying to make up for? What are you trying, what are you trying to overcome that you want to be free of? And this one, this one. Who are you listening to? Because I don't know if you know this, but God is not the only one who speaks. God is not the only one who whispers in our ears. There is an enemy of your soul, an enemy of my soul. And he goes about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Who are you listening to? Who are you listening to? Jesus taught us. He knew we would need this. He taught us, lead us, lead us, not into temptation, but in the leading, deliver us from the evil one. There is an evil one. There is an evil one. This is not just, this is not just a walk in the park. This is a battle. This is a battle for the souls of men and women. This is a battle for the souls of our children and their children. This is not, this is not just some laid back, coast through life, get it done kind of thing. He taught us to pray, lead us, not into temptation. I don't know if, I don't know if you've ever had to step over the will of God to follow your own will. I know I have. Times when the Lord was, the Lord was leading me, the Lord was making a way for me to escape. Yeah, I was tempted, but I didn't have to go there. But I was, I stepped over the will of God in order to find myself in a heap. But Jack, you know what I'm talking about. The times when you willfully sin. You know what I'm talking? You ever had a two-year-old? What's the, what's the number one thing? You say this to your own children. Son, you know better than to do that. Yeah? Man, I just can't, I just can't help but think there are times when my father in heaven, hallowed be his name, looks down at me and the crumpled heap that I'm in and says, son, you know better than to go there again. Son, you know better than to do that again. I see you smiling. When the Lord, when the Lord just says, oh, buddy, oh, buddy, again. And some of you know, some of you know the embarrassment, even the futility. It feels like the enemy of your soul whispers in your ear. You can't ask God to forgive you of that again. You've prayed that same prayer over and over. Jesus taught us to pray, lead us, not into temptation, but in the leading, deliver us from the evil one. Let me tell you something weird, something weird. Just, just a chapter or so before that, in, in Matthew chapter 4, Jesus, it's the baptism of Jesus. I don't know if you remember that scene. Everybody's going to John the Baptist. He's baptizing people for the forgiveness of sins in the Jordan River. And, and Jesus comes to John to be baptized. And Jesus, the only one about whom you could honestly say, you don't need to be baptized. But Jesus said, allow it to be so. It's fitting for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. And John takes Jesus down into the water, right? Takes Jesus down into the water. And when he comes up, there's a voice from heaven, the spirit of God descending like a dove. This is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. And then immediately on the heels of that, Matthew chapter four, verse one, then Jesus was led by the spirit and you know if you're led by the Spirit, you're on the right track, right? Can I get an amen? If you're led by the Spirit, you're on the right track. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. 
that is such a weird juxtaposition with the prayer that teaches us to pray, lead us not into temptation, but in the leading, deliver us from the evil one. The spirit led Jesus, led Jesus directly into the crosshairs of the enemy. Now, some of you know what it is to live in the wilderness. Some of you know what it is to come straggling out of the wilderness on any given Sunday, show up at church, go home, change clothes, and go right back into the same stinking wilderness. Jesus, led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Why? Because he knew that's where he would have to go to find me. Jesus, led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Why? Because he knew that's where he would have to go to find you. In all points tempted like we are, yet without sin, the Spirit of God led him into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil because he knew that there would come a time that you would need to hear him say he was tempted in every point like I am, yet he did not sin. Yeah? Lead us, not into temptation, but in the leading, deliver us from the evil one. And that picture of Jesus in the wilderness is a rescue mission for your heart and mine. Because he knew there was going to be there was going to be an accuser of the brethren. Let me read this to you. Let me read this to you. It's in Revelation chapter 12. War broke out in heaven, and Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. And that great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, who leads the whole world astray, who he was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. And then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah for the accuser of the brethren, the accuser of the brothers and sisters, who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. Jesus taught us to pray, lead us not into temptation, but delivering us from the evil one because he knew that there was an accuser of the brethren who would accuse you to the Father, who would look at your life, who would look at your path, who would look at your behavior, your experiences, your addictions, your sins, and he would, he would accuse you to the Father. This one claims to be yours, but look how he's living. This one claims to be yours, but look what she's doing. This one claims to be yours, but that can't be true. The accuser of the brethren who accuses them before God day and night has been hurled down, and it says they triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, a testimony that says, yes, I'm a sinner. And God has done in me what only God can do in me. I couldn't save myself. I tried. I couldn't be good enough. I couldn't be good enough long enough. I couldn't be smart enough. I couldn't be faithful enough. But God did for me what I could never do for myself. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Because Paul says, look, the weapons of our warfare, I've got it marked in my Bible. Let me just read it to you. The weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. He says, though we live in this world, we don't wage war as the world does. The weapons that we fight with, the weapons of our warfare are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. You know what the strongholds are in your life? 
They're those, they're those, those places where you want to be free of something that you just can't get free of. You know what strongholds are in your life? They're those habits, those, those generational ties that say, you know, I just come from a long line of angry people, bitter, mean people, and I just can't seem to break out of it. Strongholds are those places where the enemy has his hooks in your heart, in your life, and even though you've asked Jesus to come into your heart, you can't seem to get free of the sin that so easily entangles you. But it says the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Can I pray that over you just really quick? Lord, in Jesus' name, that we, that we would be people, Father who recognize the lies of the enemy. And we take those thoughts captive according to your spirit and according to your word. Father, that we would hear the enemy's lies and we would see them for the counterfeits that they actually are in light of your word. Father, that, that the arguments and that the pretensions, Lord, would be torn down and that we, your sons and daughters, would be set free. Psalm 23 Psalm 23, one of the classic texts of the Christian faith. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. What does it look like to be led by Jesus? Lead us, not in temptation, but delivering us from the evil one. What does it look like to be led by Jesus? Psalm 23, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. You ever had God make you lie down? You ever, tried to, you ever tried to help your kid take a nap? Sometimes, sometimes if you've got to make somebody lay down, it takes a heavy arm across their shoulders, right? Sometimes if you're going to make somebody lay down, it takes exerting a certain amount of force. I've seen people, and in the rearview mirror, they realize that that time in that hospital bed was the Lord making me lie down. I've known people who, in order to have their soul restored, they lived life on the other side of a layoff. And they didn't know what the next chapter of life was supposed to look like. You make me to lie down in green pastures. You lead me beside the still waters in order to restore my soul. May I offer you a suggestion? Maybe, maybe, rather than keep fighting it until the Lord makes me lie down in green pastures, maybe I would live a better life. Maybe I would have a better experience if when the Lord said, Son, come and rest in me, if I said, Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, I come to you. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Can I just pray that over you for just a minute? Lord, in Jesus' name, that we not be people that you have to make to lie down. Father, in Jesus' name, that we could be people who simply receive as a gift from your hand. Lord, the privilege to simply 
be in you and with you. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. It says this in Psalm 119, your word. It's a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. When you think of asking the Lord, Lord, would you lead me? Would you lead me? Could I just know what's supposed to happen six months from now? Could I know, could I know what's, hap- what's supposed to happen in my short-term plan, my mid-term plan, my long-term plan? Lord, could I know in three, six, nine? Lord, could I know? Could I know? And the Lord says, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a lamp to your feet. I'll give you a light to your path. Because there's times, precious ones, that we just don't have access to the high beams. All we know is the next right step. And if all you have is the next right step, then maybe that's all you can take. So where are you finding yourself that you don't want to be? What is it that the enemy is lying to you about in your life? What is it that's driving you? Around here, we talk a fair amount about wanting to be a people who are God-centered, who genuinely treasure one another who take the risk to be real with one another, who give and receive grace with one another. And in so doing, we become like Jesus. Can I pray that over you? Lord, in Jesus' name, that we would recognize our need of you. Lead me, Lord. Lead me. We would recognize our need for you. Deliver me, Lord, from the temptation and the sin that so easily entangles me, the strongholds that have been built in my life, the prison doors, the chains of iron that seem to cling to my feet. Lord, deliver me. Lord, in Jesus' name, I want to be free.